0: In this episode I'm going to discuss the three most essential aspects of the polyvagal theory for the person who is a complete and utter beginner. The polyvagal theory is very complex so having this as a like a foundation can help you move on to the next steps of learning more in depth. My name is Justin Sinceri. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist that thinks the world needs a new understanding of mental health. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. This podcast is not therapy nor is it intended to be a replacement for therapy. So I am on justinlmft.com. I wrote a blog called Polyvagal Theory for Total Beginners I want to share with you. I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to go through the main points here in case you're not subscribed to my uh, my, uh, website. The polyvagal theory, like I said, it's very complex. We're going to talk about what I think are the three essentials, which is number one, the biological states of the body. Number two, that the biological states of the body are unconscious. And number three, it is biology first. You might sense a theme in all three of these essentials. Like I said, polyvagal theory, very complex, especially if you're starting with the primary source. Dr. Porges' book, The Polyvagal Theory, is not an easy read. The pocket guide to The Polyvagal Theory is much more digestible. That's actually where I had gone to to really kind of get it. And then I went back to the polyvagal Theory his actual the first book. Let's talk about Polyvigal Theory basic number one, and that is the biological states of the body. We're talking about mammals inherently when it comes to the Polyvigal Theory. Now it touches upon others, but really the focus is on mammals. And mammals can be said to be in basically, and I say this with italics, basically. One of three states. If you're a Polyvigal nerd, I know, I get it. It is more complex than that, of course, but basically one of three states. So calm down. These three states are a result of the body detecting safety or danger in the environment. And these three states have specific biological pathways that are connected or responsible for them. The three states of the body are safety and social engagement, flight, fight, mobility, and shutdown immobility. All three of these are pretty obvious. They pretty much do what they sound like. In the safety state, that's where we're safe. And now we can socially engage with others. We can smile. We can use something called vocal prosody, We can make eye contact gently. We can hug. All these things happen when we're in our safety state. Flight and fight is what it sounds like it's flight and fight. This is the biology that's responsible for mobilization. When the body's in danger, when the mammal's in danger, it mobilizes through running away or being aggressive in order to uh, get out of the danger. And in the shutdown biological state, that uh, those pathways are responsible for the body immobilizing in the face of extreme life threat. So basically, that mammal may be dying and it goes into or perceive that it's dying or detect that it's dying. And so it goes into a shutdown state where it immobilizes and kind of plays dead. The polyvagal theory basically says that if one of these states is active, then you don't have access to the other states. Now, again, I know we're. I'm talking about it in very black and white, very cartoony, very one-dimensional terms. I know that's the basic idea. If you exist in a flight fight state, your capacity to socially engage is way, 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 way less. If you exist in a shutdown immobilized state, your capacity to mobilize and to fight or run is way, 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 way less. That means if you exist in one of these defensive states, flight, fight, or shutdown, your capacity to socially engage, to connect with others, to be present, to be calm, to relaxed, to be to be relaxed, to be self-reflective, to immobilize and go to sleep in peace, or to be able to sit in class and pay attention, to focus. All of these things become a lot more difficult because the safety pathways are not active. And those are really very important for all of those things and a lot more. Hey, by the way, before I get to number two here. Did you know that you can subscribe to this? No matter what platform you're on, there's a way to subscribe or follow. And I really hope that I've earned that from you. If so, please give the show a, a subscription or a follow. And that tells whatever platform you're on that this is worth subscribing or following to. Which really helps out the show with getting a, a wider reach. Plus, for you, it actually ensures that you get the next episode and it comes directly to you. Unless you're on YouTube, which is doesn't seem to do as much. But for you podcast listeners, it's a lot easier. Once you subscribe or follow, you'll get the next episode uh, as soon as it's available. On YouTube, though, uh, liking, subscribing, the bell thing, all, all, all the stuff you always hear. That I guess that's important. <laughs> all right, polyvagal theory, basic number two for the total and absolute beginner. These biological states of the body, they're unconscious. What that means is that you don't choose your biological state. You don't choose to be safe and social flight, fight, or in shutdown. These are responses to the environment and also the internal world, but we're going to focus on the environment. Your body gets inputs from your five senses, and then your brainstem basically decides whether it's safe, dangerous, or life threat, and then shifts the body into one of the more defensive or the safe state in order to uh, survive or optimize its resources. All of these three states evolve within us in order to increase the chances of survival. Flight fight, obviously running away or fighting is going to increase your chances of survival or in the face of danger, right? Shut down, playing dead will increase the chances of survival because you can come out of it when, when you have the uh, capacity to, or the, the moment to do so in the face of life threat. And in the safety state, that optimizes your bodily resources for health and growth and restoration, as Dr. Porges so often says. The basic idea here, all three of these states are there to enhance the body's uh, well-being or to ensure that it survives whatever situation it might be in. Again, then, you cannot choose your polyvagal state. You could definitely increase the chances of being in, like, your safety state by manipulating your environment. Remember the five senses are what brings in these cues of safety or danger. So if you can manipulate your environment in order to increase the cues of safety coming in your system, you probably have more of a chance of existing in your safety state. Those are like more, those are called passive safety cues. So you can do something like maybe adjusting the lighting in your space, uh, putting things on your wall that are comforting, putting on music or having no sound maybe, uh, smells things that uh, just are a general cue of safety, things that feel good or are comforting or just kind of like you like it. If you have more of those things or enough of those things present, that can help increase the chances of you being in the safety state. Now, on top of that, if you actually have safe people in your life, so, you know, like good relationships, friendships, uh, shared relationships, empathy, understanding, if you have those things with others in your life, that's going to really boost your chances of being in your safety state. And also, there's things you can more actively do, uh, like hobbies, creativity, athletics, uh, things like that that you that you take part in—yoga, dancing, uh, swimming, things like that. If you do those things, that even further increases your chances of being of activating your safety state. But it's not like you just choose to be in your safe and social state. You really kind of have to curate your life in order to increase the chances of being there. And uh, no, it is not as easy as resetting or hacking or activating your vagus nerve. That, that's really um, a misunderstanding of the theory, but these ideas are out there and they honestly, they're, they're pretty rampant. So when you see these, um, I would take that as a red flag in all honesty, that they, they don't quite get the theory. The focus in the polyvagal theory oddly is not really the nerve, the vagus nerve itself. It's of course a big part of the poly- polyvagal theory. But the vagus nerve is really just um, a highway that the the messages are sent through. So stimulating or activating the vagus nerve is not, that's not the point. Plus, if that's the way you think, then that you're not really being with your uh, direct felt experience. And that, and that really is way more important. If you're trying to activate or hack, that means you're trying to get rid of something. And really, when it comes to Trauma relief and mindfulness, it's not about getting rid of it. It's actually about inviting it and being able to tolerate and experience what whatever you have inside of you. So point being, we, no one is choosing to be in or out of these states. That's not how it works, but you can definitely increase the chances of being in a safety state in particular by um, by manipulating your environment or by curating your life in a way that it increases the chances of it. And polyvagal basic number three for the absolute, total, utter, complete beginner. It is biology first. The polyvagal theory, yeah, it does directly connect to uh, pretty much every aspect of our experience, our thoughts, our feelings, our internal sensations, our behaviors, our relationships, so it, it directly connects to all of these things, but it's biology first and then those things. The polyvagal theory is really a unifying theory. It doesn't look at these things as like silos uh, that exist on their own. It's a unifying theory saying the biology is primary and then influences those things. The state shift happens first. The polyvagal state shift happens first, which is safe and social flight fighter shutdown. Depending on what polyvagal state that you're in, then Your thoughts change, your feelings change, your internal sensations change, how you interact with people, that changes. But the polyvagal state is the primary factor. Think of it like uh, dominoes falling maybe. If you have, well, hopefully you know (laughs) what I'm talking about, but if you have one domino and you knock it over, it knocks over the next, which knocks over the next, right? So in this case, the first domino would be the uh, polyvagal state. Your body shifts into, let's say, a flight fight state. And then after that happens, then after the biology shifts, then what happens is that your uh, emotions, your feelings change, and you might feel more aggressive or angry. And then, or maybe along with your uh, cognitions change, so your thoughts become more blaming or shaming or judging. And then the way that you relate to other people is going to change and you might be outwardly more blaming or aggressive. And then they're going to have a reaction to that and give you some energy back. And then you're going to feel that. So it's it's a series of dominoes. And even before the first domino falls, which is the polyvagal state shift, that was triggered by something else in the environment. Like maybe the lights went off all of a sudden. And now you feel anxious. And so you have now you have anxiety, anxiety feelings. And you also have thoughts of like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Someone's out to get me. And then that changes, you know, the, the energy you bring and your tenseness and someone else feels that and then they, they adjust along with it. Now they're panicking and you're panicking. You, you get the idea. The primary thing though, for as far as polyvagal theory is concerned is the state shift is the catalyst for the other domains of your life, like your thoughts and your feelings and sensations and relationships and on and on. I see a lot of other polyvagal or uh, trauma enthusiasts. That doesn't sound right. You can hopefully understand what I'm saying. People in the polyvagal and trauma sphere talking about trauma responses. But what they're doing is they're talking on more of a behavioral level. They're talking about when this thing happened, this is how I reacted. Or today, this is how I, how I still act. The problem is they're focusing on the action. And when it comes to the polyvagal theory, that is absolutely important. is very important. But the trauma response stems from a polyvagal state. So it's it's really missing a big part of the picture when we just when we just focus on trauma responses. To sum up the third part here, it's the uh, it's biology first, and then the other stuff follows. That's that's the basic idea. Hey, I actually have a nifty gifty for you. If you go to my website, I have something called a polyvagal checklist. It's for free. It's just a one-page simple checklist of what I think are the really most important aspects of the polyvagal theory. No, I don't have things like heart rate variability on there. This is really designed for the uh, therapists or therapists and or people who are working on uh, their own self-development or like getting unstuck from trauma, basically. It's the core pieces that I think are more beneficial for the daily actual lives of us and not the science lab coat people who I appreciate. But no, my, my polyvagal checklist is really for us day to day. As you continue with your polyvagal learning, which I really hope you do, it's a it's super interesting. I love it. As you continue with it though, keep this checklist handy. And as you gain mastery over things like behavioral adaptations or the bagel break, just put a check next to it and saying, Oh, okay, I got this. And now I can move on to the next thing. You can find this nifty gifty on my website, justinlmft.com slash polyvagal checklist. I will, of course, have a link for you in the description, but again justinlmft.com slash polyvagal checklist. Fellow stuck I really do hope you've gotten something out of this. Now I know some of you are seasoned polyvagal nerds. I think it's always good to come back to the basics and ask ourselves, like, what do I know here? And what does it mean to me now? And if I could sum it up, how would I do that? And so this is my attempt at that. These are my, I think, three absolute essentials that I get from the polyvagal theory. Again, though, thank you so much for listening. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you're experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice. It is for educational and entertainment purposes only. More resources are available in the description of this episode and in the footer of justinlmft.com.